Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Here we are, Spike's Car Radio, uh, down in Hangar 5. If you've ever wondered about my production company, Hangar 56, it's really Hangar 5 and 6. Uh, Hangar 5 being my hangar, my production partner, John's Hangar's Hangar 6. And I'm here with uh, Ant Anstead and Jensen Button and the new Radford 622. Gentlemen. Keep that mic up to your mouth. <laughs> First of all, <clears throat> thank you for bringing this car to me. I wasn't able to come down to Orange County uh, to see your big premiere. Tuxedos and celebrities and, and beautiful cars. But Matt Farah, the smoking tire, took some great pics and I could follow along. Um, but, I, but I felt like I missed out on the big uh, premiere of this car. A and I got a call last week and said, would you guys like to have the guys down? Of course, we'd always like to have these guys on, but they're going to bring the car, and the car is here right now. There's that saying, isn't it? If you can't bring Mohammed to the mountain, you bring the mountain you to bring Mohammed, the and here we are. And exactly. you also brought Top Gear. Is it Top Gear magazine or Top Gear the TV show? What, what, what's shooting out here, too? Um, it's for, the, for an article. It's for what? for an article for the magazine yeah ah cool yeah. well it's a pleasure to have you guys here i'm excited to talk about this car and i really what, what i want to do i mean i could interview you both about your careers and get into all that stuff you're you know distinguished in 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 television in in racing formula one champion um but i really want to take the listeners to the beginning of the radford story and and how this came to be so and do you want to start? Who who wants to start? Who's the guy? Where does this? Uh, all right, let, where does go, this, let's go back to the beginning. Where does this project begin? Well, we should first of all brush over the fact that Jensen was world champion because yes. it doesn't count, right? It's all about Radford. <laughs> doesn't mean anything anymore. Radford's <laughs> just just the only important thing right now. I would imagine what it means is you're going to drive this car and you're going to sort it. Oh, I have driven this car. Yes. Um, okay. Quite a bit, and a lot of it naked. But anyway, we're gonna—not <laughs> me personally naked. The car was naked. It had no body on it. It's what? not that sort of show, guys. No, Johnny I'm, Lieberman does right, that I'm, a lot. Um, take take me back to the story. You guys are—you know—you're you're going on with your lives. You're 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 doing whatever you do, and you get a phone call. And who's it from? And and what happens? Well, it's it started off actually as a there was a TV show uh, building a car over twelve weeks called Master Mechanic, and the show did really well on Motor Trend and Discovery, and the, they, the network started to ask, you know, what does Master Mechanic Season 2 look like? So I was having a conversation with Lotus because of, you know, I've noticed that history is back. OEMs are now remaking old cars. Aston, Jaguar, Bentley. So there's something in it. The, the world's come full circle. So I approached Lotus and said, hey, are you guys going to do a historic car? If not, why not? You're 73 years old. You've got some great back catalogue. You know, Lotus revealed that they're, uh, you know, they're, their ambition was to go electric, which they've now publicly revealed and know that they weren't. And uh, quite cheekily said, well, would you mind doing one with me? And that led to a chain of events where I then got in contact with a car designer called Mark Stubbs. 
uh, another Brit living in Laguna Beach, uh, and said, hey, Mark, do you want to um, help me with this Lotus project? Uh, we'll, we'll build a couple. And then one afternoon, Mark, and, you know, Mark was doing some rendering, and he left his laptop open, and on the laptop was a, an old mini, but made new with the Radford branding. And I, I said, whoa, is Radford coming back? Because obviously I knew Radford Ur. And he dropped the massive bombshell that he'd acquired the Radford brand some years ago and was kind of tinkering away in his spare time messing around with a mini. And where did he acquire it? Like a flea market? Where? where yeah, right. Where yeah, was, it was found under his nan's pillow. Where was the pillow. Radford brand at that point? It was, it was actually teamed up with a, a barrister in, in London that right. had, um, had set about, you know, for, and we're talking over a decade. Yeah, yeah. With a view to eventually doing something in the mini world because, of course, Radford was famous for minis. Right. And I said, you know, Mark, this is, this is not Master Mechanic Season 2. This is Radford Season 1. Right. What are we missing? Now, at the time, there was a chap called Roger. Uh, one of our partners is a lawyer. Roger's in the media space and, you know, he d- deals with brands. And, you know, between Mark, Roger and I, we started to conjure up what does Radford look like? And JB and I were, were friends. And it was, it was, J- Jensen was the missing part of the puzzle. So while it was all a kind of a dream of an idea centered around, you see, you can tell this is a real car podcast. Oh, you're going to hear, yeah, planes, jets, helicopters. And what do we have over that. there? Cadillac, what a terrible color. CT5. Well, there's quite a bit of wild colors here. But, sounds but sounds can, like stones in a baked bean tin. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's one color. of your guys. <laughs> so um, what, what sort of started out as this hypothetical dream very, very quickly, and we're not yep. talking long ago, 18 months, 24 months ago. That's what it seems like, right? It was like, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's build a Radford. And, and, and this Radford brand, forgive me, because I, I don't know much about Radford at all. What, what exactly was that? Well, what I love about you, Spike, is that you're so thoroughly researched that you've come <laughs> I'm here. Not, no. Okay, well, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm so for the lazy podcast host. But, but I will tell you, my listeners, I, I try to translate cars to mainstream listeners. I'm not. Uh, I don't have a Leno audience, get, you know, drilling down. That, on yeah, that's part. another code for lazy. No, it, it's it's people like, you know, who don't know so much about cars and you're trying to make it a little accessible. Well, and for you're them. supposed so, to be telling the story. Yeah, yeah. Spike's so not tell supposed to be telling the story. Yeah. For those listeners that can't actually see, Spike is currently wearing pajamas, laying down in a chaise long uh, and, and some sort of dressing gown. Yes, yes. But Radford. Uh, okay, so... Uh, Right, Radford. Go back to the beginning. Radford was a British coach building brand okay. founded in 1948 by a guy called Harold Radford. Uh, the launch was at the Earl's Court Motor Show with a Radford-bodied coach-built Rolls-Royce. And then over the decades, Radford worked with some of the big names in the car world. Um, but it had uh, most notoriety around the 60s where it became a, an aftermarket mini builder. So it made very luxurious minis. And, you know, every member of the Beatles owned a Radford. Enzo Ferrari owned a Radford. Steve McQueen, um, Sterling Moss, Britt Eklund, um, Twiggy. So it had all this kind of huge celebrity clientele. Um, and clientele. It, clientele, right? And, you know, <laughs> Garage. Garage and clientele. And, um, but see, this is great. And what's Boy, a, you've really, you've opened up this whole brand to me. Yeah. Britt Eklund. I, and a lot of people don't realize Paul that. McCartney had one. I, I know that. Yeah, right. Lennon, yeah. McCartney, but Ringo. Most people think of just the minis. But there, there was an Aston Martin shooting brake, ah. which basically kind of looked like the bread fan, didn't it? If James Bond had children, which undoubtedly he probably did, <laughs> um, it would be James Bond's family wagon. Right, but right. You know, Radford built the first GT40. Wow. Radford patented the hatchback. 
and the reverse facing seat. So Radford had a, this huge impact on the automotive world, but in a very unfortunate British way, it never really waved its own flag. So whenever you look at this archive picture of GT40, you know, Ford owns it. And you look at John Lennon and his Radford, Mini own it. But the whole time it was Radford. Wow. There you go. All right. So now By the way, Ra- we have a different attitude now. <laughs> Just <laughs> yes. so you know, Lotus did nothing. No, they did. They helped. <laughs> so, when, so when you go to Lotus and you say, I want to build a car and they get psyched because you guys are involved. But then you say, we have this ancillary brand too. How does that work? Is that a negotiation with them or do they immediately embrace it? Are we you know, I drove the- up here in the Zagato Porsche, which is a coach builder version of a of a, a manufacturer production car, right? Is it a right. similar relationship? Were they apprehensive about it? Or? Well, it depends how detailed you want to get, because ultimately Lotus is a, a, a corporate brand owned by Geely, owners of Volvo, and you know, you're dealing with multiple layers of management, etc. And right, if you think about right. Lotus's 73-year history, how many times have they collaborated in a way that they build a car with a Lotus badge on that they didn't make? Lotus Ford Cortina, Lotus Talbot uh, Sunbeam, and the last one was the Vauxhall Colton, the Lotus Colton. And that was over 30 years ago. So when you consider in their 73 years, they've only done it three times and they haven't done it for three decades. We kind of approached it in the, well, they're obviously going to say no. We know how that went. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Did it, they say no at first? Did they no, go no? Do you know what they didn't? Do you know why as well? Is the, and this is, I'm not speaking on behalf of Lotus, but what I will say is there's a real resurgence around the Lotus brand right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, they dropped the new Amira. They've taken thousands of orders. They've made a change to go uh, electric. And the Avaya is absolutely remarkable. JB's bought one, by the way. Um, and, and an Amira. And an, oh, you bought both. It's arrogant. I know. <laughs> and a Radford. <laughs> and a Radford, yeah. too, too. Um, So there's, there's this kind of coolness about lotus that is back again and for us brits lotus was always cool so if you think about you know the big things that colin chapman did the impact that that guy had on the automotive world and actually on the non-automotive world it's remarkable like beats headphones lotus Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i think i think the i think they were a little bit apprehensive initially until they saw what mark had come up with right when when mark came up with the design of the car or the initial designs i think then it was like oh okay well it it still looks like a real. Yeah, and this what? is real. It's not JV drawing it on the back of a cigarette. Could you imagine if you were tasked with, I could picture you rolling out a load of crayons yeah. and a bit of paper going, guys, how's that? Yeah. When, you know, when I pitch a show, usually I put together a sizzle and maybe some words. Did you go in with anything or did you just say, hey, guys, we want to do this? They say yes. And you went back and you went, damn, now we have to actually come up with something. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think they kind of, believed in us as well I've, I've done quite a bit with lotus as well lately um but um i think they they did believe in us but of course there's a little bit of apprehension apprehension but um what with- do they, but what do they do like you know not having ever done this before they say okay guys here's your budget or we're going to give you an r&d budget or something did they give uh, you no mo- but um if we could invoice no. lotus that'd be lovely <laughs> no, so they give you nothing no, they nothing. just say no, no, but they did share their engineering and that was the key you know lotus have created a reputation globally for building cars that handle like race cars. Right. And, it, and a lot of people don't realize you, they do but, it for but, other but brands. Take, us, take the listeners through the process. You get the go-ahead to do this. You don't really get any money for to design it, but you you have the people yourselves, right? So you're putting your own money into well, this. And, and there is a partnership in terms of they obviously produce the chassis. So right, right. The chassis are... are uh, no, I understand it all gets to, to a car. Yeah. I just want to know like how it actually got put together 
you found this guy in Laguna Beach. You guys designed this amazing looking car, right? Then do you go back in with those uh, designs and go, here's what we want to make? Yeah, the design process, like I think with any car, was an ever-moving subject of which Lotus were involved in you know, on a daily basis. Oh, you wow. know, the design okay. stage. And we went to and from design. You know, I look at the, excuse me, the first render of the car. It's so different to the car that we produce now. And in between there, there's been clay models and yeah, re-clay yeah. models and another clay model and another pass on the clay model. And then, you know, even we made changes, you know, what, six weeks before the reveal? Yeah. yeah. And they were which significant. Is, yeah. yeah, which is really common. I mean, I know they did that with the Boxster, the Carrera GT. Grant Larson did the same thing. They were shaving things up the night before they but premiered the, there's the this Carrera kind of, GT. The thing is, because, I mean, I, I'm fascinated by social history. I love history stories. I'm a nerd deep down and there's something about lotus history particularly colin chapman's history which had this kind of maverick have a go roll up your sleeves can do attitude that a, a, a company like lotus is still nimble enough to be reactive you know if we work with and i won't name any names but there's some big corporate entities that right can you imagine the management process of saying hey, we potato chips we, yeah we want to change the wheel. I mean, it might set off a chain reaction, which which makes it impossible. But Lotus were short, small, nimble, sober Radford, yeah. and between us, we built something cool. And we we chose the Type sixty two. Um, we didn't really know so much about After. it initially. Yeah, exactly. But we didn't know so much about it. But over time, over the last sort of year, we've learned so much about this car. And obviously, there are only two built. One's in Japan. And the other one is actually in California, just outside LA, which is madness of the wow, original two. Wow. Um, but also, there's been so much information of where these cars have traveled around the world, where they've raced. And I know one of the guys that used to race one of them. He's, he's a good friend of mine, and I never knew he raced it until we announced what we're doing and that we're, we're building a new Type 62. So it's so exciting hearing all these stories about the original, and that mm -hmm. also changed our ideas about the car and how we, we ended up developing this car. For example, the, the, uh, the rear winglets, the rear ducktails on the car. You know, they were very originally cool. on, very, the, very on, cool. on the original Type 62. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it, it is worth mentioning, though, that we chose the Type 62 before knowing it was in LA. Yeah. So we chose that car, set about a design process to capture the design DNA of it, and it was weeks later we were like, right, let's go wow. and find the originals. And it was like 30 minutes from your house. Yeah, mad. And the designer was also in LA. Martin Wade, you know, head of design for Lotus for 10 years. It, it, I love this story. What are the chances? I, 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 I love this, this story. Let's, I love uh, the timing let's, of let's, it. Let's sell an ad. Who, who has a good accident story for Policy Genius? This is real insurance stories You're with... You're talking to a professional racing driver. With Ant. Ant, go ahead. Tell us, about, tell us about some crash or mishap you've had. Um, okay, I have, two, I have two crash stories. Firstly, because <laughs> okay. I, I, we're on Lotus, I did. I owned a Lotus Elise. I used to be a police officer. I finished a late shift. Um, in uh, North London one evening, was driving home at three o'clock in the morning on a freeway, two, you know, two lane carriageway with no street lights in the slow lane, probably doing 70. And there was a milk float with no lights on taking a shortcut. <laughs> what is to a the, milk float? <laughs> you know, like a little milk delivery thing does seven miles an hour. A milk truck. A milk truck? Yeah. We call it a milk float. A don't milk know why. Float. And they were electric. They were electric milk floats. Back in the 80s. Uh, wearing their lace-up trainers. So yes. I'm doing 70. He's doing seven. seven. <laughs> and I must have seen it with about five meters to go. Swerved and barrel rolled it along the uh, center reservation. Got cut out by the fire brigade. Uh, but my, my, uh, my, probably my least favorite story is I, I raced at Silverstone uh, in a... Uh, uh, a celebrity race at the Silverson Classic. And Why I were you rolled. in that race? Were you the no, owner I knew of the car? Someone. Okay. okay. Uh, and uh, I uh, I rolled the car with nobody near me. 
in the same race, Brian Johnson from ACDC rolled. Uh, and the next day, the headline said, Rock and Rollers, with a picture of us upside down, and it wasn't my car. Wow. Whoops. Well, if you've been in a milk float accident, you need Policy Genius Insurance. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare home and auto insurance in one place. They can help you find home and auto coverage similar to what you have now, but at a lower price. They've saved customers an average of $1,250 per year over what they were paying for home and auto insurance. They've saved new customers an average of $435. Uh, per year on their auto insurance and 350 on their home insurance. All you have to do is go to policygenius.com, answer a few quick questions about yourself and your property. Policy Genius will take it from there. Go to policygenius.com, head there right now, and uh, watch out if you're driving a milk float around Ant. Could you, could you do me a favor? If I was to, if I was to tonight around 10 o'clock, yes. if, if I put you on speakerphone, could you read that to me again? Yeah, sure. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I've only had one. Help me get back to sleep. I've Have you not been on a podcast before? <laughs> I've only had one incident, and that was. Shut up! I've seen multiple incidents of you crashing into tile walls and. No, but shit one going serious wrong. one, and that was Monaco 2003. Talk me through it. Came out of the tunnel. That tunnel that a Formula One car can supposedly hang upside down with all the downforce it has, drive on the ceiling. I wasn't upside down, because that would have been a bit silly. Um, I came out of the tunnel, locked the rears, 183 miles an hour, uh, lost the rear, hit the, the wall on the left. And then went with no brakes, obviously, because the tyres went on it. Hit the other tyre barrier at 33G. Oh, Jesus. So that's, that's quite a lot. Um, Did you get injured? I was knocked out. You were unconscious? Yeah, I was knocked Can out. Can we do that again? Yeah. Well, <laughs> be unconscious again. Yeah. We're going to do that tonight There's on moments. the call. There's moments. We'll knock we... him out, and I'll read my ads. Is that the worst question? <laughs> yeah, by far. And um, they actually... They, I, I woke up with all the marshals around me, which is the weirdest thing. And uh, and then the doctor was there, Dr. Sid Watkins, uh, late I, Dr. I, Sid Watkins. I do know of Sid. Yeah, he, he was a legend. And uh, he had cut up my suit and they'd stuck all these needles in me, adrenaline and all sorts. And uh, and uh, and I looked at him and he said, where does it hurt? I said, my right my right arm. He went, really? He went, no, no, my left arm. He went, are you sure? I went, no, my legs. And I just started <laughs> laughing. I don't know oh, what they were pumped. I don't know what they pumped into me, but it was laughing gas, basically, and I just ended up just laughing. I think the answer should be, where does it hurt? <clears throat> My ego. Exactly. <laughs> what are you doing, Jensen? What are you doing up at the uh, racing go kart track all the time? I keep hearing you're up there, and we keep missing each other. Is that you, or is that your kids? No, it's my, my kids too. I mean, it'd be impressive, but uh, no, it's. it's uh, <laughs> I think what he's saying is a jab is saying that you're basically a child, a child. in a man's well, body. No, well, I, no, I get it. They're like, Jensen Button's going to be here. They, they want to know if you want to come up. And my kids were doing it uh, yeah. quite a bit. I, and, and I, I was yeah. like, what? Is he racing? I don't want them racing against Jensen well, Button. I, I do do drive quite a lot of them with sort of 17, 18 year olds and right, in the right. shifter carts. Yeah, yeah. And it's unbelievably tough physically. It and is. Uh, I can just about hang on to like the top kids here in the States. Um, at 41, it's not too bad. I took Ant out once karting. Um, but he, you're saying oh, there are... It's like, it's, it's like Donkey Kong racing against Mar Super Mario. Yeah. I mean, he's got some weight... Wait, not on his side. What are you trying to um, say? But you had fun, right? Uh, it's kind of funny actually because you remember that 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 that, that pro driver for Lamborghini came up to us at at um, Quail at the weekend. <laughs> so last time I went go kart with Jensen, this professional Lamborghini driver's in there, and <clears throat> I I was coming in to pull into the pits, and I just felt this massive shunt, and this guy hit me on the back of my car, turned in the air, and hit the bale of hay backwards. Oh my god! And then he came up to me at Quail, goes, "Oh, you remember me?" <laughs> you ran me off the track 
As I know, as your face. As he punches so, him in so the face. So, Jensen, are there kids that have beat you on that track? Uh, well, I mean, these are the best guys in the country. <laughs> oh, no, you see he's put a caveat there. Never they are. The they're 17 yes. years old. <laughs> what? They should beat me in a go-kart. They've driven a go-kart since they were eight That's until 17. That's a pretty amazing day, though. I, I'm an, I, I, I mean, race. imagine being 17 and you're beating Jensen Button. It's more embarrassing if I beat them. No, yeah. there's no 17-year-old on the planet that knows who Jensen Button is. You know, you've got to remember, they're, they're a wannabe, whereas I'm a has-been. <laughs> exactly. They're like, Dad. Who's that old dude? really old dude called Jensen Button and the granddad's like exactly. oh, what's the name of the teacher up there it's Ray uh... oh I haven't got a clue oh his track I, I thought I go with a kid called Nicky Hayes um, yeah. who is unbelievably good he's racing in GT3 cars this year which is great for him but uh, fantastic talent he's like the best driver in the world James I can just about hang on to him he's the other guy well hey let's talk about this car because I have way more questions how many are we making 62 yes 62 cars Do, are you each getting one well, we are, but not of the 62. <laughs> so get- we, we're, we're making a TV show first and foremost. So on the show, we're actually building two cars. One car, so we start with the same platform, Exige, and then it, we just allow our, our, our coach-built creativity to get away with us. Where are we going to see the show? Uh, on Discovery Plus. Okay. So Jensen. And it, they're doing a series about this car. We are not allowed to say any more than that. Really? I mean, Why? he's probably said what the way hell is too going much. Because off, <laughs> off the record, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> After yes. this podcast, okay. when all the microphones are off, and you're okay. going to go, oh my god, that's so cool! Why did yeah. we talk about that on the podcast? Yeah, you don't, know my, history, you don't know my history of not keeping secrets, do you? <laughs> in that case, we are no longer going to say anything. But do we another, are in the business do of promotion. insurance advert. We are in the business of promotion. You can tell us a little about the series, right? Um, all we can say is that the, uh, the 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 rise of Radford, the construction of the Type 62 Two Lotus, is documented in a television show that will feature on Discovery Plus. That's awesome. That How many episodes? Eight. Again, that's all we can say. <laughs> what happens in that last episode? What are we, we going to get waterboarded next? We want awards. Um, all right. So tell me about the car. You guys are getting prototype versions, so, I would guess. So, so basically, there'll be the two show cars, and then there'll probably be two or three other prototypes that we build because we need to do all sorts of testing. Right, you know, right. With temperatures and what have you. Thousands and thousands of miles. Um, circuit. In the in the mountains, take picking up your groceries. We need to do everything because we have tested, but there's still so much more to is do. The, is that your job, Jensen? Yeah. Are you? So I'm you're busy. In, you're in. I've you're on decided. The track. There's a, there's a lady within the company called Tegan who's uh, who's got many world records of going in a straight line really fast. I think 301 miles an hour she's done on the salt flats, wow. which wow. is insane. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm not going to do the straight line testing. She's going to do all of that. Obviously, we have all of the you know the CFD and and uh, and all of the um, the wind tunnel information that we will do. We haven't done yet. Um, but um, she's going to do the straight line testing because she's braver than I am. Is it like Ford versus Ferrari where you take out all the electrical equipment and then put the toilet paper on it and just, we're going to do it? We're a little bit way. more advanced than that. We have all <laughs> the sensors. I mean, sensors. not that much more advanced. We, we have all the sensors, so we build up slowly um, the speed and you just understand um, the, the amount of downforce, if there's any lift. There shouldn't be any lift because do you guys Now, done. do you guys make money on something like this? Did you invest your own money in it? Or is this just fun? No, we spend all of our money on kids. podcast advertising. <laughs> and kids. Um, and kids. Left yeah, this is and, a, and Rad, is Rad, this, Radford is, is a proper business. It's a proper business. Yeah. And now you're a part of that proper business. Of course we are. So now there are going to be more Radford cars, I would guess. Um, I, I is get, this part I, of your announcement? Okay, what we can say is that we have, you know, to sign a, a contract with an OEM, like Lotus is amazing, but we have already signed ink to paper last year with another OEM. And the uh, I'll give you a tidbit. It's not a it's not a sports car. Wow. 
Oh, See, Spike bad. almost fell off his chair then. Yes. Don't, well, don't. I'm thinking about minis. I'm thinking about minis. And now, mini like would that. be an obvious choice, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a nice but choice. Yeah. It would be an obvious choice. There's some news. There's some well, news. but what we'll say is about the two cars on the show is that although we start off with the same platform, Exige, and we go right. about this design journey, one car is informed by Jensen. One car is informed by me and the team. So we actually end up starting with the same car, but ending up with two very, very different cars. And that's the essence of coach building, is that it's customer-led. So a car that Jensen wants isn't necessarily the same car that you want. Okay. I mean, for example, you have some style and class. Jensen doesn't. <laughs> Why does he do I this? I love my toothpaste color car. <laughs> yeah, Land Rover, the color of Did Colgate. you know when I pulled up, we all have Defenders. When I pulled up, I went to your Defender first. I, I, I know, but people do that. It's like green wrap. But why were you laughing? <laughs> but look at yours. Because it was dented, that's all. Because it had a, okay. a, a piece of a scrape. Shall I tell you what happened there? But I like that. I, that's what Defenders are my, supposed to be used my for. My stepmom drove the car. Uh, my step, no, what am I saying? My mother-in-law, sorry. That was a Freudian. You inherited a, a mum. I know. I've just inherited a mum. My my mother-in-law drove it the other day, and she reversed it into my nine six four. Ah! And as you can see, no damage on the defender. <coughs> Wait a second. The nine six four had a hole That's in the back. That's terrifying. Spike, Spike asked you a specific question about crashes, and you've had one recently. I the didn't do. I wasn't yeah, driving it. That's a better it. story. But my poor mother-in-law, <laughs> she was devastated. Wow! Yeah, but yeah, but, but who's her insurer? I parked my Porsche in the wrong place. It was her fault. I think she was with. Yeah. With who? With who? With... With, with me, your insurance company, yeah. With Policy I think Genius, she might have been with yeah. Them, yeah. But but weren't you devastated? You seem so happy about this. I, mo well, a mother-in-law smashing two of your cars. It's a car. Is and he I, this and, nice? Is he really I, this nice? Well, I love her to bits. She's such an amazing woman, and she gave me my my misses. So there you what go. exactly? She, she, uh, she, she can do what she wants. She's paid her debt. I'm just not going to put her in a Radford. It's oh not my god! Yeah, don't. Yeah, we should have a rule. All right, I want to. I want to. I want to know why I. I want. I love the car. I, I can't believe it's here. It's a beautiful thing. Are you reading that? Is it going? No, no, I'm not. I'm looking over some stats here. Um, but if I look at you, I'm gonna get redirected. I have like ADHD. I'll just be like, really? Hey. Doesn't show. No, not at all. This car. How does it drive? Like, is this like a GT3 where it's a street legal race car? Is it more McLaren Senna that's really a street car that re really feels like a track car? Or is it a road car like a Bugatti Chiron that's just going to be fast but has beautiful on-the-road manners? What is it? It's, it's more of your, your Porsche GT3, I guess. Um, the only thing it doesn't have is all the aggressive wings on it. Um, so it's within the body design, if you like. So right. um, like, an, like an old school sort of Le Mans car. But um, it, it has to be a car that drives well on the road because it's a road car. You know, most of the people aren't going to track it. Some people might. Um, and that's where I come in. So it has to work well getting your groceries. You're not going to pick your kids up from school in it. But um, up in the canyons, it needs to handle well. Um, but it also needs to work on the 405. And we all sit on the 405. It's the worst road in the world, right? But you're going to drive somewhere in it to get to the mountains or to get to a circuit. So it needs to work in every condition, every mm -hmm. scenario. And every scenario, it shouldn't be a stressful situation. You should be smiling when you're driving this car. Right, so right. 405 in traffic, you should be smiling because you're sat in a Radford Type 62 too. And what would, you, would you compare it to anything that's on the road right now as far as like the drive experience? Does it well, this feel? Is, this is the thing. It's, it's so different because it's so lightweight. Right. You know, a GT3 is a fantastic car. I'm not going to take anything away from that car, but it is quite a heavy car now. It's, it's the lightweight version Porsche, but it's still a heavy car. Whereas this, it's two thousand two hundred pounds, correct? Um, and it still has. <laughs> you know, if this had three hundred horsepower, I know, right? 
If you this had, had bigger breakfast. breakfast. Ask him some more quick. Who made this engine? You had a bigger breakfast. If this <laughs> had <laughs> 300 horsepower, it'd be a good power to weight ratio, but it's up to, can I say? Yeah, say. It's up to 600 horsepower in the JPS car. So really? It's an unbelievable amount of power, you know, power See, to weight here, ratio. See, here I had 500 horsepower, 600 horsepower. Yeah. The one 3.5 liter V6 from Toyota. Yeah, the Gold Leaf here still there. is 500 horsepower. The JPS, is, which is more track, if you like, so... Um, it will be a little stiffer, um, is, is more track. And it's unbelievable amount of power. You don't need 600 horsepower, but somebody yeah, is going to want it. Yeah, you do. Jensen does not represent Radford in that statement. <laughs> um, i got to call you out on one thing, though. 405 <laughs> is not the worst road on the planet. It, it's got to be the M25. <clears throat> it's smooth, though, but the M25 is smoother. No! The 405 through LA is an awful experience. It's you know seven lanes across with potholes no, and everybody... jumps on the 405. jumps. <laughs> you catch air. I caught air in that Zagato I drove here today because you're looking down. There is. Yeah. There's two jumps yeah. right around Wilshire Boulevard. I don't... Yeah. We should, I, we should discover what's the worst freeway. Actually, we should never. That's an awful idea. We know what it is. It's the 405. It's pretty crappy. Hey, let's do another ad, shall we? Do you guys like CollectingCars.com? They're a British company. They're oh, a global a car company. Uh, Chris Harris... Do you know who Chris Harris is? I do know Chris. Well, they have collectingcars.com, and they have, uh, uh, you know, they're the better version of, of, of a bring, bring a trailer, let's say. You uh, can't a, do an ad for a company and compare them to another company. Should I not say that? In America, no, you can. I think you should do you want me to edit that out? No, don't edit it, because this should be I authentic. I can edit it out. I can no, edit anything out. No, in America, you, you can. Right now. Just explain how bad the other one is. And <laughs> <laughs> I love bring a trailer, but it, I also like collecting cars. Yeah, it, would be, it would be like saying... We're just not as bad as the other bad one. I, I, I'll tell you a story about collecting cars after you've finished. No, go ahead. Piece. You can do it now. They don't care. So I, <laughs> I'm i selling a car on collecting cars. Oh, you Whoa, are? You're there gonna, you go. Oh, I'm so going to sell that car. Give us the stats. Come on. So it's... You've got to do it at car sales. So worse. it's, a, it's a, it basically, it's a Porsche 964 Turbo S. Is this the one that just got hit? No, no. <laughs> That's another one. What? But this one's in the UK. Yep. It's right-hand drive. It's yep. one of 12 right-hand drive Turbo S X88 pack cars. Wow. It's a, originally, it was Sultan of Brunei. Um, and now I own it. I've owned it for about five or six years. Um, and it's done, it's done around, around 19,000 miles. And this is a weapon. Um, so, yeah, it's on collecting cars. If you want to check it out, it'll how, be, how it'll be there it? very soon. How much is it? Well, I don't know. It's, 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 it's an, an auction. auction site. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm so sorry. I have no idea. <laughs> it's an auction. Hopefully, hopefully it's going to be low. You don't okay. know what you're talking about. Cars. I will give he's you $9 now. Can I start the <laughs> There are 12 of them in the world, and it's so sad to let go. Why are you but selling it? It's right-hand drive. What am I going to do with a right-hand drive? I live here now. I can't It's really home. fun to drive right-hand drive no, here. I, I like home. doing that. All Le Mans cars are right-hand drive, though. And you're a Le Mans driver. When do you drive a Le Mans car on the road? In France. No, they're not. They're all left-hand drive. What are you talking about? No, Le Mans cars are right-hand drive. Wait, I raced at Le Mans and it was left-hand drive. All GT40s were right-hand drive. <laughs> GT40s, yes. <laughs> there have been cars since then that race at Le Mans. Le Mans. There you go. Le Mans is this weekend. There's your collectingcars.com ahead. Why sell your car anywhere else? No ordinary auction. No ordinary cars. Jensen Button sells his cars there. And Harris actually drove it for the advert for it. This is great. Yeah. And it's an auction ad. They, you know, they auction cars. It's daily auctions. People oh. don't want to wait for these events. Oh, he's off, he's off and again. it's no reserve. And it's no reserve. Get bidding, guys. Yeah, and they have a global <laughs> audience of people. They're not just the United States. And I do love Bring a Trailer. And it's a, it's like late night shows. Yeah, you what know? he's done is he's left the Fallon, door open. He's Fallon. left the door open for Bring a Trailer dollars. He likes Kimmel. <laughs> I know all the guys. I don't care. But, but this I mean, I love my sponsors. But this, what, just so you know, this wasn't set up. 
I, I know, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I believe you. We only have a few minutes left, gentlemen. <laughs> you know, hey, I could stay here the all off and get going. Let's do it. So it's got a blue interior <clears throat> and uh, yeah, let's get split into the rims. interview. Oh, yeah, sorry. no, what haven't we covered? This is your show. I want you to be happy. So what have we not covered? We're yet? producing 62 cars. Um, and people probably don't know, actually, because we, we haven't explained it, but this is an aluminum tub. This car is limited. So you step into the car, um, but the rest of the car, basically the, the whole body is carbon fiber. Wow. Every the wheels panel. are carbon fiber. The brakes are carbon. And that's how we get the weight down. Exactly. We are excessively carbon focused. <laughs> wow. um, so basically, yeah, the, the rear subframe is also by Radford. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've sourced suspension, everything to do with this car. It's, it's different to a, to a Lotus. Yeah, new wishbones, new uprights, new hubs, new wheels, new subframe on the rear. It's longer than an Exige. It's wider than an Exige. It's lower, 40 mil lower. Um, yeah, a lot of engineering has gone in partnership with Lotus. You know, they've, they've partnered with us because of their reputation for making great handling cars. And we've taken that kind of essence of what it takes to make a lightweight road car, a Lotus car, and we've made it really pretty. Yeah, it's absolutely stunning. And, and I've driven it, driven it naked. A lot. <laughs> you keep saying that. I know, I do. Don't I? <laughs> it's playing the wrong way. I know. Um, yeah. But anyway, so I have driven a lot naked um, on our on our test track. We've got a test track. Yeah, yeah. Called Radford Racing School. So yeah, when are you coming to Phoenix? Anytime. Let's I go would now. Love to, I, right I really want to drive this thing. It's gorgeous. You know, I love street legal race cars. It's one of my favorite things in the world. It's not. Over, it's not street. It's the other That's way around. That's an ice cream. It's, it's a, a it's a road car for the track. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah but I can put a license plate on it and I can have some fun in this car. What was the biggest challenge in creating a new car? I, I, well, I, I'm going to answer that because I think Mark had the biggest job here. Mark's the designer, Mark Stubbs. And you know, one thing you do when you partner with somebody like Lotus, you have to capture the essence of Lotus. And you know, you, you're a car guy, so you know you could recognize a silhouette of a car or a car from a distance. So if we were to take the badge off it and ask a thousand people who made that car, if a thousand people say it's obviously a Lotus, then Mark's done his job right. And then he has to tread the fine balance. It has to feel like something that Colin Chapman would do today, mm-hmm. but also Harold Radford would do today. Mm-hmm. But it also needs to be independent. It can't just be a Lotus. It has to be a Radford Lotus. So it's this really fine line, which is why the design process, which you will see on the show, is, a, is this kind of ebb and flow of trying to find the perfect balance. And it's so amazing to... Um, to work on the project was one thing, but to reveal the car to the public and then to sit back and see the feedback, which has been overwhelming, you know, I, yeah, we really did it. And my job is the easiest in the world. Because yeah, I, right pedal. No, it is, because I get to work with <laughs> these guys at Radford who are exceptional at what they do, and I get to work with Lotus, who have built this fantastic, you know, chassis tub. Um, so for me, it's, it's, it's all fun. I mean, there are some long days of, of testing things and some not so exciting things, but most of the time it's just awesome. I get to drive this car on track. Yeah, and there's a, there's a really cool story um, about the history of Radford. So as we alluded to earlier, Radford actually coach built the first ever GT40. And of course, every American knows GT40. You know, Ford v Ferraris made that more accessible again. Um, but go back to the time where Ford were considering a Le Mans winning race car. Um, they actually received a pitch from Lotus. So the then designer, Ron Hickman, same guy designed the Black & Decker Workmate, he, um, he penned the first Europa. And if you go on Google and find the Hickman Europa, and on the right-hand side in handwritten note, it says, pitch to Ford for the mid-engine sports car. Um, but it was unsuccessful. So Lotus didn't get the gig. They gave the gig to Lola for the chassis, Radford for the body, and Ford provided the engine. So they had that, Lotus had that Hickman drawing, that original Europa drawing. And then Chapman said, you know, in his 
entrepreneurial way. Well, we have to make this car. It's amazing. So they actually made the Europa first for the French market because of the relationship with Renault. Mm-hmm. And, um, and eventually it, it did well and it spilled out to America and it was hugely unsuccessful here. So of all the Lotus that we could choose, it's a great way for us to A, choose a car that was unsuccessful in America, but B, lean into the GT40 story. And if you look at our car, there's some obvious <coughs> GT40 yeah, element, there is, right? Yeah, there is, for sure. The, the door openings is the obvious one. So, you know, what Mark's really done is he's put himself in the mindset of being the custodian of a historic brand. And in that, he's told historic stories in a design concept. So, you know, what I'm most excited about is we live in a passionate sector and we've got some really cool car fans all over the world that are going to sit down and they're going to enjoy that. They're going to know the reason that the door shuts like that and the A pillars like this and the rear lights like that. It's not by accident. It's by really, really understanding and knowing our subject. There you go. Did I see Renee Zellweger at the opening of this thing? Are you guys going out? Here we go. It was only a matter of time. I've just come off. I've just done a live TV show. But she was there, right? Um, how, how how are you meeting movie stars? How how a guy help help the guys in the car world uh, with with meet, meeting movie stars? Do you want me to take it back onto the car? <laughs> I've I've just done so I've just done two days of press. So I've just literally before I left my house at five o'clock this morning, yeah. and I've just done a live breakfast show. Yes. And thinking it's going to be a show about my new show. Yeah. And it was all about how long have you been dating Renee Zellweger? Well, I have. You uh, don't fall I into have that an trap. interest, a personal interest in this because we had her in in B movie. She was the star of B-Movie that uh, we, we wrote. Oh, she was a voice. She was Vanessa, yeah. And I would love can to... Can you do the voice? I No. Try. She, she did it so well. I can do Jerry's voice. I'm a bee flying around. <laughs> but I really want to do B-Movie too, and I would need her for that. So can I call you Should we for ask that? her? You ask her. No, you ask her. <laughs> I don't have her nah, phone no, number. <laughs> um... Um, the, yeah. But anyways, Take, I just thought it was exciting. Whenever I see someone from the car world kind of reaching up and, 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 and being getting with a movie star, it's impressive, man. Or is it a movie it's a compliment. Star a I'm just giving guy. you a compliment. When, um, when does this episode go out? <laughs> when do you want it to go out? We well, can put I'd, it out right now. I'd like it to go out soon because on Monday, <laughs> yes. the 23rd of August, yes. my first episode of Celebrity IOU Joyride, a car show, is with... Rene Zellweger. Ah, there you go. And that's how we met. Well, we are going to put this show in uh, on the 25th, so we will promote <laughs> your show. <laughs> it's all streaming now. Come it's, on, man. It's all streaming. You want the B-movie too? You have to do it. <laughs> Deal. I'll give you some social media. Gentlemen, very nice to meet you. Congratulations on the massive success. I mean, I think in some ways this Radford car overshadowed Monterey Car Week entirely. The amount of press you it guys It was known had. as Radford Car Week based at Monterey. Radford Car Week. You guys had a big presence at the Quill. I'm, I'm looking at the car now. It's, it's absolutely delicious. Are there still cars available to buy? There are a few, but um, not yeah, not how do, many, how, even before we got to Quill. How, how, how do you buy it? How do you get it? We sold half. Well, you sit down with us in a minute and we'll, we'll show you one. But where do you go? What's the destination? Is there a website? We, we or do take, we have to call uh, Renee Zellweger? Take, how does uh, it work? We take Zagato-bodied <laughs> Porsches Park Exchange. Yeah, we can. <laughs> Um, no, it's a simple process. So um, we have a, a first stage process. You, you basically you pay a thousand bucks deposit, which is refundable, just to put right. yourself on the on the list. Okay. Um, then once that registers interest, somebody reaches out from the Radford team. Everything that Radford does is one on one, face to face, client v client, co-creating. Um, it's co-creating. Yeah. So we have a number of people in the business that their sole job is to take you through from the start to the finish because your car is going to be unique. It's yeah. going to be coachable. Right. Right. Um, and then once you're um, once you're sort of locked in and it's a car that you know you want, um, you then put down a chunky deposit 
and then the process starts. And, and we've sold over half already. What's the site? Radfordmotors.com? Radford.com? This what? sounds awful, but huh? I don't actually That's know. Radford.co. Radford.co. Co, yeah. There you go. And, is it uh, really? Yeah, it's Radford.co. You know what I would guess? This car is going to be very, very valuable because it's going to be the first of many. Gentlemen, a pleasure. This was Thank fun. You. Thank you very much. Next time we'll do it in a real studio. <laughs> now I? you can eat your chips, Ant. Well, yeah, eat I, as many chips as you want right Can now. I have your dressing gown now? <laughs> yes. By the yes. way, it's silk with a dragon on the back. Yes, there you go. If I get the pipe. <laughs> we'll see you next week on Spikes Car Radio with Jerry Seinfeld. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.